Welcome back to Industry Change. I am Richard Eternji, and today we're talking all about Pilates. In fact, I've got the president of the Pilates Alliance Australasia here, PAA for short, and that is Sharon Simmons. Welcome to the show. Welcome, thank you. Good to have you here. Thanks. Now, for those who don't know anything about Pilates, I think you might be living under a rock. Um, I started, I don't know if you know this about me, Sharon, but I did a Joseph Pilates course uh, about 20 years ago. I was working on a cruise ship and I did about three days of Joseph Pilates training. I probably taught about three Pilates classes in my time. <laughs> so I would love you to kind of fill the missing gap in for the last 15 years of what's been happening in the world of Pilates. We talk a lot about health and fitness on this show and a lot to fitness yep. business owners. We have a lot of Pilates uh, businesses working in our, in our program as well. So I just thought it would be a really good opportunity to understand where the market is going in Pilates and what it's about. So tell me all about Pilates. What have I missed out on in the last 15 years? Well, probably the first thing was three days is probably not quite enough to learn all yeah. that there is to I know I had about all, Pilates. So, you know, I've been, I suppose, in Pilates for 20 years. Yep. I still feel like I'm learning. Yep. So there's a lot to learn. It, it really is a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and the quality of Pilates training has, has evolved as well. So in Australia, we now have um, accredited training so that there is a diploma, a certificate for diploma and advanced diploma in Pilates uh, so that you can then sort of ex expand your, your learning yep. um, and the quality of the training, which I think is a great, a great benefit. And, that, and that's what the, the PAA does. It improves the quality and the standard of the industry. So we're looking at yeah, setting the standards, so setting the bar uh, nice and high so that then you were getting, we can be assured that the consumer's getting quality, quality um, classes and background for the, for the instructors. And, and so Pilates, I mean, if we look at health and fitness, it's, it's so it's diverse over the, the time here. We've interviewed yeah. a lot of um, you know, health and fitness owners and business owners in this space, 24-hour clubs, things like that. But what I'm seeing happen personally in the, in the trend is that I'm starting to see uh, more specialised classes around Pilates in um, fitness centres and in gyms and things like yeah. that. And, and I'm really interested in that because is that a trend that you're seeing across the board? So a lot of our instructors sort of have specialised Pilates studios so that that's where we're initially coming from is the, the standard of training that we recommend is in-depth yep. so that most people will go into and they'll just do Pilates so that they'll be coming through from a studio perspective and teaching Pilates. They might be teaching one-on-ones, um, private classes, then going into groups. What's coming in from the fitness side as well is the bit bigger group. So where you're doing sort of 12 or 15 people in a, in a group class, mat class is probably a little bit bigger, um, but there where everybody's doing the same thing for a fitness outcome. Got you. Um, when you're doing a more smaller style, one-on-one um, -on -one classes, you're doing that more for the person, you know, the personal client. It's more like personal training where you're um, working with the client themselves, what their injuries are, what their specific needs are. Yep. And you don't have to be injured. It can be for elite athletes mm. as tell well. Me, tell me the rundown on Pilates for those who have heard about it and maybe haven't really dwelled into it. Because I, my prediction, I don't know about your prediction, we'll get to that later, but my prediction is that... Um, services like Pilates, like yoga, more mindful activities are going to yeah. start to see a rise. And so this is where I'm really excited to have you on the show talking about this. So in regards to Pilates, and you give it Pilates dummies kind of talk here, um, you've got Matt and you've got um, the, so, the Reformer. Tell me about the two differences. Okay, so well, there's Matt, Reformer, and there's Studio. There's all the other equipment. I'm already learning, see? So Matt is just like you would do at 
maybe more that's where the um, comparison with yoga comes in because yeah. all you need is a mat. Yeah. So it's body weight exercises. And that's the easiest and to get to market. Easiest access and therefore and you can have a few more people in the class. Once you get on equipment, there's then other restrictions of one, the equipment's reasonably expensive, yep. how many can you fit in a room and still have room to do sure. do everything. Um, so that's where your numbers start to um, impact this you know, your programming. So if you can have, you know, ten reformers in a room, but you could have twenty people for mat class in a room in the same size room. And then there is studio, all the rest of the studio equipment. So there's a Cadillac, Wonder Chair, Pedipole, there's barrels, there's a whole plethora of other equipment to to play on. It's fantastic. And that's really where for, as an instructor, that's where the fun is. Yep. That's where you can tailor the um, the program for the for the person. Tailor it if they can't do one, you know, an exercise on one piece of equipment. You can take the same exercise to a different piece of equipment, and you can sort of build up that um, from a really base level and perhaps very unfit to or injury up yep. to that really advanced sort of elite athlete sort of level. Amazing. Yeah. Tell me about um, tell me about the fitness industry and tell me about kind of the Pilates mindful industry and, and tell me how they can work together. Um, can they work together in the future? Are they, are they two total separate entities where you have to do your Pilates and then do your fitness? Or are people just choosing either I'm going to go Pilates or I'm going to go do a hard workout? Yeah. Um, no, because I think people don't only want one sort of answer to that question. Mm. They want to go, okay, well, you know, my week is really slammed this week. I need a mindful you know, relaxing, you know, get into my own head session yeah. or, you know, like I, I need to burn off steam mm-hmm. go for but it I mean, at Pilates the gym. Pilates is really so relaxing and it's still pretty hard, right? It's still hard. Yeah. Um, but if it's tailored, it can be to whatever you need. So if, if my clients, if I have a plan when somebody walks in the door, depending on how they walk in, that plan is adjusted mm-hmm. or, thrown out, or thrown out the window, depending on what, what they come in with you know we all carry a lot of stuff in our work and in our life and all of that sort of stuff and sometimes that's impacting how you can perform Makes sense. different people have different ways of getting over that some people it's smash it out mm. other people it's you know retreat in and work from the inside out so get that mindful connection of and mindful movement is such a great way of like sort of like it's almost meditative mindful movement. so just feeling like you know what you're doing you're connecting with your body you're not just doing it, you know. It, it's so, so it's integrated in as yeah, much. Yeah, so you know how people run and they run, they go, I, I love that feeling that running gets me at zone, you get in the zone. Yeah. It's more trying to find out that in Got your you. Pilates, in your movement. Amazing. Mm. Now, for those who don't know or have never heard of the PAA, um, you're the number one, and maybe tell me a bit about the organisation, but you're the, basically the number one um, you know, organisation to provide training and um, support to the instructors. Tell me a bit more about the organisation. Okay, so we're a not-for-profit. We're an industry body and we have um, professional membership for qualified instructors. So we support them with the advocacy. Um, We have an advocacy sort of arm where we, you know, we talk with government, see what's happening. You know, we relate with the public, promote Mm -hmm. Pilates to the public. We support um, the, the, our members as instructors, so if they're having issues, if they need training, yep. we sort of support them like that. We have, we recognise um, lots of different courses, yep. so um, accredited courses and comprehensive Pilates courses, 
And people are now able to do sections of those courses and then they have this whole lot of different employment outcomes. And I think that's where you see where people might go to just be a reformer instructor. Um, that's a step on the journey to be a comprehensive Pilates instructor where you know, every, where you know all of the equipment, not just or mat or just one part of it. Because the, um, the courses relate and the equipment relates to each other. Mm. Like I said, the, one exercise can be done on several pieces of equipment. So it does cross over. Mm. And so learning the other things support what you might do in your job, but it expands your, your employment opportunities and your capacity to adapt mm. for, for clients. And I love that. And, and for those who don't know, we are I'm very big on organisations. I'm very big on associations. The reason being, Sharon, is because I, you know, what we teach in our Com Ninja program is we teach... Uh, one of our first modules is brand and personality mm. and credibility. And they're the first kind of three modules that we teach. And I believe that in a market that is saturated with all these different things going on in competition, I always think it's very important to make sure that you, with, um, with, with, you, know, you raise your standards pretty much. If yeah. you can raise your standards in making sure you have the right accreditation, making sure that with the right association, it just helps the consumer coming in to think, okay, well... Yeah. There's, an, there's it's a that confidence, yeah. and they go a tick. Okay, they're you know they're accredited, and I know they have these sort of qualifications. Yeah. I'm you know they feel safe going to people mm. that have those sorts of things. So it is. It's looking. That's what we're trying to be. So setting the standards for education, um, and setting that nice and nice and good bar, nice mm. and high. So there's a plug um, for everybody. If you, if you <laughs> haven't got an association membership, you've got to have a chat to Sharon and the team. Yep. So and that that knowing that that gives a set level of, yeah. of education, then the consumer knows what to expect mm. from those classes. There are a lot of different levels yeah. of training going around. Um, training would be your three-day course. Yeah. I would say when you get to education, it's a bit more encompassed, you know, a bit more broad, and, and you're sort of supporting a whole person there. You're running an exercise class, really, mm. and that was just to support, have another variation so people would come to a different class. Yeah. Um, but there can be more to it than that. And I think once people get into it, that's what they're looking for. Mm. They're looking for that, what else is part of this? And the fact that it is mindful, um, that it is progressive, you know, so that you're building up one exercise, build on the next exercise, build on the next exercise. Um, And you can see your progression in those things. It's not just, you know, a five-minute plank, you know, getting longer and longer. It's there's more to it than that. We Mm. wouldn't be doing the same exercise continually. Makes We'd sense. be making it a harder exercise and then a harder exercise. Keep it going. So and you've got an annual conference every year, is that correct? We do. Uh, biannual. Biannual. We're working towards annual. <laughs> it's a big, it's a really big event for us. Yep. It takes a long time to get together. Um, we've just had our conference and we're working on 2021. Amazing. Um, no, de- no, no details yet. We have another episode. We'll give you the details. Yeah, we'll have to, have to get into that. It's no decisions yet, that's why. <laughs> and tell me... Um, Tell me about the business side of Pilates. I'm interested in that side, and I think our viewers are really interested in that. Like, if you're a Pilates instructor or someone who owns a Pilates studio, um, you know, I don't. This wasn't really a question that I had for you, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, how do you see? You know, how do how do how do you be a successful Pilates owner in this day and age? What what are the one or two things that you have to do to be number one in your game? And you've been in the game for 20 years. Um, you're the head of the organisation. What do you have to do? So I think as a, as a personal yep. instructor, so as an instructor, I think you need to um, be able to be confident in what you teach yep. and to know that that's backed up 
my there's lots of research at the moment that's you know saying what's good for what Pilates is good for and just following along those sorts of things even research outside of that is really giving support to what Pilates does mm -hmm. so being confident in what you're doing work within your scope I think that's the same for everybody um, and don't promote what you aren't mm -hmm. you know promote what you do do what you do well yep. um, and don't try to be everything to everybody so if mine is my clientele really is older adult with injury you know, like, so I have a sort of particular mm. set of people yep. and they will recommend other people like them, yep, them because that's what they see I do well and, you know, that's what I enjoy. So I do te still teach ballet dancers and, you know, have other people come, but the people that, you know, would identify with who I am would be that sort of person. And then, but there's other people who they want to do fitness. They're that more upbeat, you know, great for a class. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a lot more, you know, they have, there's more energy in their mind. is really tailoring it to what they need, what their injury is, you know, what their condition is, that, those sorts of things. So that there is, sell what you do. Sell what you do. I love it. And man. what you do well. And when you can do that, uh, that also comes across on social media, on websites yeah. and things like that. And that's yep. kind of what we teach here at Com. We teach the whole process of making sure that... Mm. If you're amazing at an item or you want to ha have an avatar or a set audience, then we mm. can go market that online. And yeah, I think that. And then as a business, so that's you as yourself. Then as a business, what, what customers and clients want is a, is a bit of variety. Mm. You know, if you're running um, a studio or a, or a gym, they, want, they like variety. Yep. as well and, and have the different offerings because then you can say on one day you might want to do that strong class and on another day you want to do the stretching class. Yep. You know, so have those options. Amazing. And um, if we go back to the Pilates for Dummies right now <laughs> and maybe you can tell me, um, tell me the, t the three different types or four different types of Pilates. You know, I did Joseph Pilates back in the day. How many different versions are so, there? Well, Joseph Pilates was a man yep. and he designed Contrology is what he called it. We now call it Pilates. Yep. Um, and so it was a full system of exercises. What the market or what the training has sort of divided up into is mat, reformer, studio, and then even, you know, more circuit or group exercise. Yep. Um, so that was the sort of, they would be the formats that you would do Pilates in. And then there are different sort of backgrounds, like the lineage you have back to Joseph Pilates. Mm -hmm. um, there are variations there. So that he taught, the people that he taught himself, yes. Joseph, then went off and started their own little training school because they were passing it down. Once yeah. he died, they were passing down what, what they taught him or what he taught them. Yeah. And so it was, each section is slightly different so that there would you would say that there may be we we say classical or traditional and then now there's contemporary where that's brought in more of that physio um, model and biomechanical model um, and then that's where um, contemporary comes in yep. and then we'd go for more that there's fitness which is fitness is taking stripping back almost some of that um, progression and making it as a presenting it as a more a fitness class so, you know, faster paced than it might be in a studio, um, a little bit more amplified. We would only go, the traditional was only 10 reps of something. Okay. So not lots and lots, yep. not hundreds. It isn't better to do more. Yep. It's better to do more variations yep. rather than more. 
So that's sort of where you sort of find that that's sort of different styles. So depending on which version yeah. you go, you can choose So that then style. I would say that you've sort of got then how, who, who goes and does it. There's rehab people yep. on this side who need it for, uh, for, so physios apply it for in a rehab situation. Yeah, I see a lot of physios. Yeah, so somebody clients. like myself with a lot of experience and advanced diploma would also be in that category, applying it in rehab or post rehab for injuries and getting you back to um, your full full strength. Then you would go, then there's people doing for health and wellness, yep. so just general well-being. Sure. And then if you go into fitness, and, which I suppose fitness is in that as well, and then elite, elite athletes. Mm, elite you know, athletes, Where yeah. you're doing training, so a lot of the basketballers, football. In America, it's really huge, a lot of the, and even here, a lot of the football clubs and basketball clubs have their own reformer studio. Outstanding. Right, so they're, you know, like it's taken across into that. Every every person yeah. can have access to it and actually get And ballet, you know, he started with, you know, a lot of dancers, Joseph, yeah. and so there's a lot of, you know, that's it's in a lot of the dance studios as and well. And that kind of leads me on to the next question, which was the top three predictions for 2020 um, in, you know, obviously in your world, which is Pilates. And so mm. is that, you know, am, am I smelling that's a little bit like the diversity? Is that a prediction? I think it, it is that there is there is still room for diversity yep. okay. um, in there. I don't think it's one is winning over the other, okay. like in which I think that people are, more people are encouraged to do Pilates, um, both by, you know, things like, you know, exercise is medicine, you know, yes. so that people with, you know, you can use your movement as a way to get well and a, mm. as a way to recover from, from lots of things and that more doctors are, you know, catching on and prescribing those sorts of things. Mm. Um, so that sort of gets older adults and people with injuries, um, even athletes with injuries getting in from that perspective yep. as well. Um, but I think right across the board, there's, you know, there's expansion for Pilates. Well, I'm definitely seeing it, definitely within the health yeah. and fitness industry and people are wanting to take it up more and more mm. and more. So I'm I think our challenge that. with that is then that keeping maintaining that quality. Mm. Because, you know, once things get spread very broad, sometimes that's the challenge is keeping that quality for the consumer so that they know and what that, they're going the to get. And so role. that's the challenge yep. for, for us, yeah. yeah amazing. Is, yeah. Um, okay, that's great. That's good to know. So there's the three predictions. I think it's one main prediction, really, you said, <laughs> yes. the diversity that's yeah. happening in 2020. I've, I've just seen the, the reason why I'm really excited for, to connect and, um, and to partner with you guys, and that's probably another conversation as well, is mm. to ensure that now we can start to spread the word about uh, the mm. quality and, and that we should be involved in organisations like you if we're going to start to go down that way as well, just to make sure that the standards stay really high. Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's exciting. Amazing. Well, it's been great having you on the Thank show. Thank you. I think I've covered all my questions, and um, you're, you're really good at this interviewing, right? <laughs> so, uh, Sharon, actually, you came to a Ninja Day as well, and, um, you know, I think one of the topics we oh, were talking was, about, yeah. we were talking about fun. videos as well, so yeah. here we are doing a video, which is amazing. Um, for those who want to know more about uh, PAA, where do they go? Pilates.org.au. Pilates.org.au. That's a really good domain name, by the way. Wow. .org.au. One word of domain name. They're hard to get across now, this yeah. day and age. How long has that domain name been around for? Any idea? Um, we've had it maybe five years. Five years. Wow. Such a great domain name. I love the .org.au for all the SEO lovers out there. Uh, short domain names like that are amazing. Mm. But that's another topic, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Industry Change. I hope uh, it's given you a good insight in... The other world of if you're following us in health and fitness and you're a club owner or a 24-7 owner or a studio owner, I think this is a very mm. good trend. Uh, I won't call it a trend, but I, I just to see it happening more and more and more now. So definitely reach out, out to Sharon and the PAA. Um, get, your, get your registration body if you are a Pilates instructor.
And for those who are wanting more of these episodes, more predictions around business, health, fitness, best place to do is go watch um, the backlog of the episodes. If you'd like to listen to this on, a, on an audio format, uh, check out any podcast platforms and you can listen to us instead of watching us. I'm super excited. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. I'll see you next time on Industry Change.